I came off three years of making the film and then into the crazy success of screenings and interviews at 10 o'clock at night, 2 o'clock in the morning. I think things just got really out of control and I had very little interest in doing work because I was just too tired. It just felt too overwhelming and your confidence takes a massive battering because things that were easy before become incredibly, incredibly difficult. From outside, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, a documentarian learns why vibrant environments are critical for mental health. After this. My name is Pippa Ulrich, and I'm a filmmaker and journalist based in Cape Town, South Africa. I just love being in the water, and even as a, a little kid, my grand said that when I get stressed out and difficult to deal with, she just used to put me in the bath. I spent three years of my life working on this film called My Octopus Teacher. It was not an easy concept to sell because it's the story of a man who befriends an octopus underwater in a kelp forest. He meets this little octopus and then every single day he goes back to the space that she lives and he spends time with her and he learns about her world. While I was working on My Octopus Teacher, I was diving literally every single day for three or four years. And Craig was the subject of the film and, and, and also my co-collaborator. We really made the film together um, on a very kind of ordinary iMac. I could start working at 8 o'clock and, and work until 2 a.m. very, very easily and not even feel tired the next day. And that really was the main focus of my life and it had become this incredible kind of foundation that I'd built myself up on. We never dreamed that the project would get that successful and we were in no way prepared for what that success would mean. So suddenly I just found myself living on Zoom and going from interview to panel discussion to talk to online award ceremony. I just started to live in this kind of virtual Zoom space all through COVID and then the whirlwind of, of flying to LA, to the Oscars, and, and eventually coming back from all of that and being like deeply, deeply grateful that the film had resonated in the way that it had, but also feeling a bit kind of lost and overwhelmed and totally and utterly burnt out. Whereas I was used to being able to look at the weather and say, okay, I'm going to go diving at this time the thing that had been a major priority for me suddenly dropped all the way to the to the back of the list. And it feels like a level of exhaustion to the point where if I wrote one email, I'd have to go to bed for two or three hours afterwards. If you're in a really, really bad space, then that's what you will start to see in the world around you. Um, I remember going to the beach one day. It's my favorite beach, but when we went out that day, the whole thing was just covered in noodles. And noodles are these little tiny, tiny pieces of plastic. It's like every plastic thing 
starts off as a noodle. And some ship had overturned in the ocean. For over a year, we had people sitting on the beach all over Cape Town collecting these noodles. Anyway, when you're in a really bad headspace, uh, that's the kind of thing you start to see more of. And then this amazing opportunity materialized. Craig and his wife, Swati, and I were all invited to this incredible place. It's a research station in the middle of nowhere in the Indian Ocean uh, on an island called Daras. And the research station is managed by the Save Our Seas Foundation. Got on my phone and called every single person that I had an appointment with. I just emptied out my entire diary. You fly out from Mahe, which is the capital of the Seychelles, and you get in this tiny plane and you fly straight across the ocean, and they're just these little tiny dots of islands underneath you, and, and they have to run up and down and make sure that there are no giant tortoises on the airstrip because that's obviously very dangerous for the plane and very dangerous for the tortoise. They're like living dinosaurs, you know, hundreds and hundreds of kilos. The minute I set foot on that island, I just felt completely different. And this place is so special because it's been protected for a very long time, I think since the 70s. And it's so remote that Going to Daros is like going back in time. And you are living in this marine Jurassic Park and there are tornadoes of birds flying above your head, giant frigate birds that just look and sound like pterodactyls. And everything under the water and on the land and in the air is functioning in, in balance, the way that it would have been hundreds of years ago. You know, you literally walk off the shore in Daros, put your head under the sea in this perfect blue ocean, and you feel like you are in an animated movie about coral. And there are not just one or two turtles, there are hundreds of turtles. And then you swim out a little bit further, and if you feel your skin starting to sting a bit, there's plankton in the water, there's a really good chance that there will be manta rays. And we actually went out on a boat and there were literally about 15 huge manta rays feeding up and down and swimming around the boat. And we jumped in the water and then it started to rain. And, and it was like they just got so excited and there is something like really magical about being in the ocean when it's raining. And I could feel in the animals that they were equally excited, just swerving around and coming straight up and watching me with one eye and then moving their wingtip over the top of my head and swirling underneath and turning upside down and showing me their belly. And uh, It was just this experience that reignited that sense of enthusiasm and excitement for life. To be brought back to the core thing that motivates you, which is this deep love of nature um, and knowledge that healthy places are really what we need for healthy people. If there could be more spaces like that on our planet, then 
that's something that is worth waking up in the morning and working really, really hard to be part of. When you come back, you come back from paradise and you can't just walk off the beach and, and swim with turtles and manta rays. Um, you need something else that's accessible. I just started this morning ritual of waking up and sitting there by myself, you know, meditating and doing some breath work and listening to the birds and just having this very, very calm moment at the start of my day. It's really hard to stop. And I think sometimes that's why we burn ourselves out so badly, is because no matter how tired we are, the thought of stopping is just too terrifying. But finding just some quiet time in your day, every day, preferably in the morning, to just make sure that your heart and your mind are in a reasonably centered space is something that everyone can do. And then when you go about your day, and you, you make decisions from that place rather than from a really, really busy or stressed or overwhelmed place. You generally make much better decisions and particularly decisions that are much better for, for you and your well-being. Pippa Ulrich is a journalist and filmmaker specializing in stories about conservation, science, and the relationship between people and the natural world. She is the co-director of My Octopus Teacher, South Africa's first Netflix original documentary, and currently works for the Sea Change Project. You can learn about Pippa's work at seachangeproject.com. That's C spelled S-E-A. This episode was produced by me, Kat Jaffe. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash daily rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson and additional editing by Sarah Fuss Kessler. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus subscribers who make this show possible. To learn about the many benefits of a subscription and to subscribe now, go to outsideonline.com slash pod plus. Thank you for listening.